Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Smart versus doing great, move to the number, map games, map conversation starters, and learn counting with songs. This is our podcast for week 27 in 2022. And we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Puglia Services, to help us make sense of the links for this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thanks for having me. It is good to see you. It is good to see you in this sweltering heat in our nice air-conditioned uh, studio here in Midtown. Now, let's look at what we have here. We have a couple of links that we really need to go over. The first one is about smart versus doing great. Does that actually make a difference at all? Well, uh, yes, I, I think so. And uh, this is a po- uh, um, uh, posting by Professor Ken Lee from the University of Toronto in Ontario, Canada. And he works at the Institute of um, for Studies in Education. Now, what he says here is that parents and teachers can be proud of children who are doing a great job. And then they have a tendency to call the children smart. Now, the problem is that being smart is not something the children can manage. You either are smart or not, and it will show through your work. But you can manage how hard you have worked and now and how dedicated you are. Or how long you have practiced to get a certain skill. Right. So, when you want your child to continue uh, that hard work, it is better to praise that instead of saying smart. Um, and the child may get also anxiety because they don't know what actually made them smart. <laughs> and yeah, and right. with the next answer, yeah. they may... Now if they get, get it wrong... Get so it wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're probably all of a sudden not smart anymore, oh right? Dear. Oh dear. So, but if you praise the hard work, the child will be encouraged to continue working hard. And it's exactly what you want. Now here, we link to a new study from a pair of studies from the Ontario Institute of In- uh, Education, what I, I just mentioned... And uh, the researchers in the U.S. and China that found the children who refer to as being smart are also more likely to become dishonest and cheat. Oh, dear. Because being called smart creates expectations and you don't want to disappoint, right? Right, So you have to kind of... Uh, live up to your smart title now. Exactly. So here's what they did in one of the studies. So researchers asked three- and five-year-olds to play a guessing game. And when children did well in one occasion, they were praised in one of two ways. One half of the children were praised for being smart, you're so smart, while the other half were praised for their performance. Oh, you did very well this time. Now, after receiving either type of praise, the children continued to play the guessing games. And researchers then left the room after asking children to promise not to cheat by peeking at the answers. Right. Remember the age of the kids. I know where this is going. Three, three, four, and five-year-olds. So their behavior was then monitored by a secretly hidden camera. Oh, my gosh. So results show that despite the subtle difference between the two forms of praise, the children who were praised for being smart 
were more likely to act dishonestly than the children who had been praised for their behavior in a specific game. So, now you see, not scientifically uh, proven is it, it's not smart to call your children smart. <laughs> yeah, it's not smart to call the children smart. That is funny. Now, the next link is about moving to remember. What's going on there? Yeah, this is a newsletter from the LDA, uh, Learning Disabilities Association of America. And they had this article that talked about ways to have children uh, better remember uh, their math. And okay. this refers to a book uh, called The Kinesthetic Classroom. It's already a few years old, but it's still very actual by Tracy Lengel and Mike uh, Kuxala. And they um, mention that um, how learning certain concepts through movement is efficient and long-lasting, so it's better for their memory. Now, movement gives learning experiencing experiences something fresh and new, uh -huh. uh, which engages the children, and actually the brain likes that. So uh, this novelty helps keep the attention going for the student and making, by doing that, making their learning uh, more efficient. Okay. So, and, and actually it's been my experience also over the years of using movement in math class, that even those students who are a little bit timid and reluctant to participate at first are paying attention, are interested in what's going around them, and they actually often join in in making the movements. Okay. So then you know for sure that their brains are, are activated. So you can think of several ways to make this happen. For example, um, you can um, make a playground and, and uh, chalk some course uh, on the floor there uh, with timetables and the kids can use that as a hopscotch um, game. Oh, okay. And on this way okay. they practice and they remember them because they say them out loud. Right. It's all very, uh, a lot of fun. And, you know, we all feel that um, a little bit more movement can help children to learn um, as they are sitting so much. They are sitting right. hours on end, right. way more than uh, previous Good to get uh, them out and years. get them moving, yeah. Yeah. Also, just uh, let them do some uh, movement, um, one to five minutes, as a little brain break uh -huh. uh, during the lessons. So also, it's actually a combination of brain breaks and, and moving to remember the uh, whatever you want yes, to Yes, because uh, you know, then and in the meantime, you, you do some exercise, it's good for fitness also. Amazing. And you stimulate the blood flow to the brain, so that's what we want for learning. It's good. Now, our next link mentioned math games. So, where can we find those? Yeah, with math games, it's always a balance uh, between uh, the gaming and the learning, or right. as I often say, it's edutainment, right? Right, right. So you yeah. want to have the games that lean more towards the education side of it rather than just the education, the, the uh, entertainment side, right? So uh, this is about Ali, a math teacher, and who publishes on Medium and shares uh, his choice of seven very nice math games. Now, okay. they're all not really very good for children with dyscalculia, but they all help 
with understanding math and in the area in the area of edutainment they all fall on the education side of okay. the things so for example the tiny polka dot uh, is a game uh, designed with unique colors uh, attractive looking cards and it's easy to captivate children's attention with it and it helps them to learn uh, numbers and there's many different ways to play this game um, the creators have provided some of their websites and also uh, for instance uh, prime climb is indeed uh, a bit beyond kids with uh, dyscalculia but you can still enjoy the setup with colors that are also uh, mentioned that are also shown in the prime numbers of for instance the matigon um, app which also has games so well i think i'll go for the tiny polka dots that yeah. sounds, that sounds yeah. fun that sounds fun. but it's a wonderful initiative it's good. Absolutely. Uh, thank you yeah. uh, ali mr ali thank you the, the the next link says math conversation starters what is that all about math conversation starters. well they they call it mathematical hooks and this is okay. from the padlet.com site um has a wonderful range of them uh, real life examples of how math is woven into our society and that is always very important to engage your students they want to know why they are learning the math right so these um, conversation starters really work for example for ascending and descending they use a picture from one of the famous drawings by Escher it's an very impossible staircase it, it, it seems to uh, keep uh, right. going around and around and uh, again a great way to get the attention and talking about that concept of ascending and uh, descending so they also have um, different ways to uh, divide Italy um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and look at look at different aspects there is a clock where all the hours are made with sevens like, all the hours are made with sevens. yes so for instance one o'clock is seven divided by seven which is obviously one. Oh, okay what's 12 and then uh six is for instance seven minus seven seven so seven minus <laughs> one right <laughs> nice and uh they all also have comparing sizes. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, for instance, nice pictures of the Leaning Tower of uh, Pisa. Um, really uh, interesting, interesting, interesting yeah. connections yeah. to uh, show uh, children where in real life math right. occurs. If we get them to talk about it. it. Oh, this already brings us to our last link for the week. It is about learning counting with songs. I, I thought you did. You were not. You were not uh, a fan of the rote memorization of songs and multiplication. Well, and not and in general. But here we have the family math resources, and um, they actually chunk the number words they children who need to learn the counting words in order from one to ten um, sometimes they rattle that off 
without understanding what it means, or right. they rattle it off so fast that they don't have one-to-one -one correspondence. Now, in this video link, um, there is a great way how to integrate singing in learning to count with your uh, child. And it's on the website of uh, DREAME, D-R-E-M-E, -E, so the um, Development and Research in Early Mathematics Education in Stanford. So that is a very reputable yes, um, yes, institution. Yes. So they also give an explanation of how the singing is structured and how to make the gestures, to make it okay. even more So singing. this is very different from the ABC song. Yes, yes. Okay. And, and uh, like mom who does it with her child is modeling it. She also points at the buttons they count. So it's actually also a great example of teaching uh, the one-to-one -one, uh, correspondence. So there is also a link to songs and how to make the most of it. So, okay. yeah. Good. It's a short read, but very interesting. Good, good tool uh, when your child needs to learn counting. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for stepping in and helping us with these uh, links. Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, you can follow her on the interwebs. She is everywhere where uh, there is talk about Discoculia, but mostly she's interested in involving you in this by teaching you how to become a Discoculia tutor. And for all the information on that, go to discoculiatutortraining.org. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments, and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you, and until next week, you can count on us.